Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for small businesses, um, entrepreneurs, sales professionals. Uh, from MSNBC's Your Business to Inc.com to Fit Small Business and a whole host of other sites. We are enjoying inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. This is really because of the incredible guests who um, join me. They give of their time and their expertise so that all of you can get the information you need to be able to do better things in your business. Today's no exception. Today, my guest is Brent McClure. In 2010, Brent opened McClure Consulting, a firm focusing on CPA services, business strategy, and virtual CFO services. A results-oriented senior executive and consultant with more than 20 years of success, Brent crosses many business verticals. He brings clarity and perspective to clients. His vast knowledge across a multitude of industries and expansive toolbox can help any business achieve new potential. Brent, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. Oh, I, I am thrilled. I, I have to tell you that I especially love that you bring clarity and perspective to your clients because those are two of my favorite things. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yes, we definitely think alike. And, uh, and I love this whole concept of virtual CFO. I think it's so incredibly valuable for small business, and I don't think they, they even get the whole idea of, of CFOs. I think they think they're too small and whatnot. So I, I'm thrilled to have this conversation. 
Oh, absolutely. And I'm wondering if you would start by explaining what a virtual CFO is. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I get that question quite often. Um, Just like you said, a lot of small to mid-sized business owners maybe think they're too small or don't understand the concept altogether. But But a CFO to begin with is chief financial officer. You've probably heard of those in major corporations, but actually uh, mid-sized businesses and even some small businesses have those CFO or CFO roles as well. Um, a virtual CFO, sometimes we call it outsourced CFO. I've heard people call it a CFO for hire. Basically has all the skills, leadership, training of a full-time CFO. But the difference is he or she is part-time or a part-time financial expert providing the right amount of guidance at definitely an affordable cost. And in this relationship, you're effectively renting or leasing their expertise. And the virtual piece of the virtual CFO in the equation means that the work is performed virtually, including phone calls, emails, Skype, or Hangouts, or Zoom. We can use all those tools um, to meet virtually. And this allows you to get the support you need immediately while continuing to grow the business to a point where you can bring in, say, an in-house CFO or a more robust set of financial resources. And it's a much cheaper option than spending the vast amount of money it takes to hire a full-time CFO. Then you can continue to deploy capital and cash flow to sales activities that grow the top line and have a benefit of the expert working with you to validate your thinking and hopefully execute your strategy or come up with new strategy. Okay. So I would imagine that there are people thinking, okay, but I have all of my financials at my place of business and I'm, you know, consistently on a day-to-day basis having receipts and, and, invoices and you know on and on so i i get the whole being able to use zoom and all of that but but really how is it possible to do this virtually yes very good question and today's technology allows us to do this virtually most accounting software in today's world is in or can be in the cloud like quickbooks online think about that and um, SAP has online version um, if you're a little bit larger than QuickBooks. Okay. Many, many specialized industry software or accounting software is, is hosted in the cloud or it's a um, SaaS version, software as a service version out there. So the virtual CFO can have access to your books um, through that way and, review, and actually review the financial statements or even help produce the financial statements um, fr- from huh. the from the virtual connection. Okay, okay. So really, any of these businesses, if if they have been doing everything, if they're new or really small, or or I don't know, maybe they got into business well before all this online stuff, and they're doing stuff with paper they can mm-hmm. still get set up online so that they can get this kind of help. Absolutely. Huh. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. 
So does a virtual CFO or does a CFO, forget the virtual for a second, does a CFO focus more on the past or on the future? Uh, Very good question. So normally um, a CFO would be focused on both, but in today's time, they're shifting their focus more to the future. It's normally the accountant or the bookkeeper that you have on staff that produces the information that you can distill into various financial reports that sort of tell you what happened. Um, And that's going to be in your, you know, your accounting software. You have the bookkeeper inputting checks and inputting receipts and inputting invoices and out, out of there, you can develop financial statements. Um, So don't get me wrong. That's very valuable information and something the CFO should look into very closely, but I'm using the past results to help frame the future outlook for the company or business. And the historical view of the business gives me the insight necessary to make the right recommendations going into the future. What's the, there's a saying, I think it goes like, you have to know where you've been to know where you're going. Yeah. Right. So it's using past results or the historical results to help not predict. I don't want to use that word, but to understand what the future could hold for the business. Okay. So, so, so this is, this is one of the ways that a CFO really plays a role in business strategy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And helping develop strategy and in um, in executing strategy. Actually, the role of a CFO in any organization is help to is to help grow the business, and that's essentially done by allocating resources or capital or cash to where it's going to generate the highest return on investment. If you think about it. I mean, if you're in business, you're basically, they say it takes money to make money. I mean, you're deploying capital and resources and, and investments into the market or into inventory or into products if you're a retailer in order to turn a profit. And so CFOs are experts at helping companies quantify the economic impact of things like customer profitability or product profitability internal operations and and things such as that so that the scarce capital that you do have can be put to its best use. And so from a strategic standpoint, um, what does your business need to do, you know, moving into next year, the next three years, the next five years, do you open that extra location or do you not do which products do you sell, which products have the greatest return, Um, on investment, which services do you offer? Where do you offer your services? Um, All of that bakes into business strategy. I think that's great. And, And part of what I'm hearing is when you have a CFO and that's their focus, that's what they're paying attention to. You're that, that the owner always needs, you know, trust, but verify, but they, they, it gives them the opportunity to have someone else providing them with information. They don't have to be the one who's gathering it and doing all of the analytics and 
trying mm-hmm. to figure it all out. They've got this person who's got the knowledge and the education to be able to say, okay, listen, if you do this, here's what's going to happen. If you do that, that's going to happen. Absolutely. And a lot of small business owners, they're, they're going using their gut or they're using intuition, right? They, yeah. they think about it as, well, if I'm doing X amount of sales on, on this side of town, maybe I should open up on the other side of town too, just as an example. But the yeah. CFO can tell you, you know, can project what that will cost, what that will do to the current operation, what a new, what a second location looks like as far as cash flow, how long will it take to get operating? I mean, all of these things um, are, are in a CFO's wheelhouse, whereas the owner, owner operator, A, doesn't have time to pull this information together, and yeah. B, probably doesn't know what to do with it if they had it. Right, right, exactly. Right, so they'd spend all that time pouring over numbers. They'd end up still going with their gut, which could be right or wrong. Could be, could be right or wrong. You're exactly right. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, so what? So if someone says, okay, um, this is something that I want to do, what, what is the first step that the CFO normally you know, implements in order to gather an understanding of the business? Yeah. Okay. Good question. Um, so essentially where do we start? Yeah. Well, since a virtual CFO or CFO in general comes with experience and the virtual CFO part, they're going to operate on a contract. So contract basis. So he or she can be onboarded rather quickly. And I would say the first step is really a two part step. First is a review of the latest financial statements so that um, we get an understanding of the business, what the balance sheet looks like, the income statement looks like, the cash flow looks like. That gives us sort of a basis from a financial perspective. And then the second part is a detailed conversation with the business owner or the CEO or whoever's in charge. And that conversation is, you know, it could be an hour long, it could be 30 minutes long, could be two hours if it takes that long, but it's a conversation that dives into the business operations. It's getting an understanding of what has been tried in the past, what worked, what didn't work, what are they looking at right now. Also diving into what makes the perfect customer, coupled with how customers determine value. Is it quality or maybe it's cost or perhaps customer value is actually based on customer service. So how do their customers determine customer value so we can actually drive that home? And then looking at the sales team, if they have a sales team, how are they functioning? Meaning commissions, um, territories, customer interactions, what's the sales uh, force tenure? And then the current operations come into play. I meaning, do they already have multiple locations? What's the total number of employees? Is your business cyclical? What do you see as challenges? What are short-term? What are long-term challenges? Is there a line of credit for financing the operations? Tell me about the management team. Um, So I want to better understand each individual, sort of their everyday role of, of the management team, sort of their everyday role, and so on. I want to understand the structure of the business. Is it a flat organization 
whereas you focus more on teams and everyone's on a team and they sort of work in a team environment? Or is it more entrepreneurial where it's sort of the top down approach where there's one CEO or one owner and they make all the decisions and push them down. And so if I can get those questions answered or open up a dialogue with those type questions, then I, in a couple of hours, I have a very, very solid understanding of the business, the challenges, the finances, and then I can start pouring over the results and financial results and then making recommendations or depending on what the conversation um, uncovered as to where we want to go or, or not want to go. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. It's very comprehensive and I can see uh, by the kinds of things that you are uncovering, the things that you want to look at, it really does give you an idea of um, who they are Mm-hmm. and 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 who their clients are and whether you can work with them i would think oh sure sure huh, huh. really interesting all right i'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then i have some more questions for you accelerate your business growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Transform Your Company by Alex Vorobiev and The Irresistible Consultant's Guide to Winning Clients by David A. Fields. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Brent McClure about the role of the CFO in your business. So let's let's flip it around. You know, we talked about what the information that you would uh, need and want to get from a potential client so that you had an idea of, of where they were. What are some of the questions or concerns that you hear from business owners? Ah, uh, okay. So probably the largest one is how do I make more money? <laughs> <laughs> how can you yeah. help me make more money? Yeah. Um, some of the questions revolve around financial reporting what reports should I be looking, looking at? I don't understand the reports at all. Maybe even I, I think the reports are wrong. You know, I, I hear a statement I, I've heard a few times and there's no way we lost that much money. <laughs> <laughs> um, when normally there, there is a way and most of the time you, you did lose that much money. You just, don't have an understanding of the financial statements and, and keeping up with um, the, the trends of the business. You know, how do they, how can they use financial reporting to make strategic decisions or, you know, what does it all mean and how, how can they best use the information assuming they can get this information? Those are some of the questions 
probably the the biggest one, like I mentioned earlier, was how do I make more money? Yeah, yeah, I would think. Yeah. Okay. So, and do you find that that most business owners do forecasting, or do you find that most don't? Most business owners don't. So, in the sort of small to mid-sized business realm, I find that mostly they don't do a forecast. Um, they don't forecast earnings. They don't, they don't even forecast cash flow, which is a big pet peeve of mine. One of the things I offer, you know, pretty quickly is the look at a 13 week cash flow. Why it's 13 weeks, I'm not sure, but I use a 13 week cash flow and that predicts the cash flow for the upcoming 13 weeks. So it looks at last week plus the upcoming 13 weeks. Um, and predicts cash flow and that really isolates problems it also helps determine when they can spend uh, money on maybe it's an acquisition or more assets or new equipment or maybe they have a big retail order um, it helps understand what the weekly cash flow is and that is um, a great forecast tool for business owners. Uh, um, traditionally, I mean, I know business owners look at how much money do I have in the bank or how much money do I think I'm going to get this week. But this tool takes it out, you know, even further than this week or next week. And it goes out, you know, a couple of months and really drills into problems or highlights problems or issues you may have around the corner that maybe they don't see right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of those um, indicators that you help them track? So, sure. so we have cash flow, but what else is there? So I call them KPIs or key performance indicators that I like. Um, I have a handful that I like to track that really show you quickly how your business is doing or how healthy your business is. So I'm going to track a liquidity risk. So are you running out of money? And okay. I'm going to look at a current ratio or a quick ratio. And the current ratio is just current assets over current liabilities. So that's pretty easy to track from the balance sheet and that, tells me um, that sort of the health of the company from a um, current standpoint. Next, next up, I would want to look at leverage risk, the, the risk of having, you know, being overly leveraged. But I could do that by looking at a debt to equity or a debt to asset ratio. And that would provide a snapshot into the amount of debt used um, in the business. And then lastly, of course, I'm going to tra track profitability and I could do that by looking at a return on equity or return on assets, whatever makes the most sense for that particular business. And the, the ratio by itself, just one ratio by itself doesn't mean a whole lot, but if you track them over time, you know, or internally benchmark them. So you have these same ratios tracked over, say the last 12 months, then 
you can see the trend or the flow. If these ratios are going, some of these ratios are going down, then maybe you need to dig a little deeper to understand why, you know, uh, or, or you can compare them to an industry average. So you understand how your company is performing based on an industry average. So like if you're uh, a roofer with a million dollars in sales, you can go out and fetch the industry average for companies of that size in that business. And that kind of gives you some peace or frightens you a little bit, depending on how you stack up to the industry average. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder how many people are, are doing that kind not of thing. Many. I, yeah. Yeah, not many. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Larger. That's another reason why CFOs are important. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, larger companies that have CFOs, they're doing this. Right. I know they're tracking KPIs and um, industry averages where they can get them. And, and like you said, this makes it that much more important because if you, if you look at, I mean, business owners can kind of feel, Hey, business is slowing down a little bit, but to be able to point to it, like last month was tremendously worse than the prior month, than the prior month, than the prior month. And you can point to that with facts and, um, and then project the future of what the future looks like the next 12 months and see where the ratios fall or where they're trending gives you a ton of insight into what decisions to be made from a strategic standpoint. Right. And do you, so it sounds like for a lot of business owners, um, a downturn catches them by surprise. It does. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. And then, exactly. Yeah. So then they're in reactive mode instead of being able to be prepared for it. Uh, exactly. Always reactive. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. So it leads me to the, a question about pipeline. Do they track their pipeline? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most business owners don't. And so what? if you think about a sales pipeline or a, um, you know, your, your typical annual sales and broken down by month, if you're a seasonal business, like a retail retailer, um, or if you're a service business and you have a sales force, they need some way to track leads, right? So, yeah. I mean, in the online world, we have sales funnels and they're a way to track those leads. And the same thing applies not online. Um, huh. And the sales force can track leads and put a weight on the lead. Like this is a really hot lead. I think we're going to win this work if they're bidding the work um, or this is super cold and there's no chance we're going to get this work. And that's a 0% chance. And the other one might be a 70% chance. And that way, not only can you keep your pipeline full, you can know when it starts to get empty. Right. right. And then, and then that goes into your projections for the next 12 months, your pipeline feeds those projections. And so, you know, sort of today where what it looks like over the next 12 months. And then that can allow you to make strategic decisions. If you're on fire and your pipeline is bursting, then maybe you need more employees coming up, coming around the corner. So you need to plan for spending on more employees and maybe you need 
more employees before you get the work, or maybe it's after you get the work. So those are all strategic decisions that you can, um, you can gather from looking at things like a pipeline um, that would feed into a next 12 months type of projection. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's interesting. I'm always curious about, you know, why business owners don't. And I think they're, I mean, I think there's so many reasons, but the value of doing it is so great when you're trying to uh, grow and, and, you know, be able to cover everything. It's it's interesting. Yeah. It's so, it's such a great value tool. And I think business owners constantly operate just a little bit over their head and they, they have so much on their plate. They just can't focus on everything. And that's one of the things that gets dropped. Right, right. It's sort of a, a leap of faith sort of thing instead mm-hmm. of strategic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so some business owners, I would say probably many business owners, at some point want to be able to exit their business. And, and you right. know, I find that can either mean that they just close up shop or they turn it over to employees or to a family Mm -hmm. member or something. But how do you, you know, how does a CFO talk with the business owner about an exit plan or, you know, work with them to make sure that there's something in place? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a major component of the CFO's job is to help the owner or the, or the, the business, on the next steps. And so exit planning or, or maybe more appropriately titled succession planning, we hear that term thrown around a lot, succession planning. And honestly, it's not a topic that many business owners address. And certainly they don't address it soon enough. Normally they wait until it's almost too late and they're like, okay, today I'm ready to sell the business. Let's get rid of it in 30 days. (laughs) Um, And so I think many business leaders think that this exit planning is only for most prestigious companies or the larger corporations, because it seems um, succession planning sounds like a big word and it seems um, complex and maybe not not applicable to a smaller business when in actuality, this type planning is, is it can be as simple as keeping the talent pipeline full so that new leaders can replace the older leaders or owners when they're ready to sell or retire. I mean, it's, it could be as simple as that. Just make sure you have someone that can step into your role. And if that's the case, then you would want to sell the business to them or you could sell the business to them. Right. And kind of depending on the structure um, would depend on the talent pool makeup. And that sort of determine the structure almost determines and I mean structure like is it entrepreneurial kind of owner operator business or is it right is it does it have a lot of levels um, that determines who you can sell the business to or or who you should approach first um, if you have a strong management team in place that can easily run the business without you then maybe you want to just sell it to them, right? Or maybe you want to do an ESOP plan, employee stock ownership plan, and slowly exit the business. Or 
Um, maybe you sell it to a private equity fund that's interested in your business type. Um, wow. if you're, if you're just an entrepreneurial owner operator and no one's in place to take over, then you're sort of forced into looking for an operations focused buyer, right? So you're looking for someone who's going to buy it and run it at the same right. time. Right. And not that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's an yeah. option. And so all of those layers go into exit planning. Hmm. And it's sometimes a difficult conversation to have with an entrepreneur because normally the business is their life and they right. have been doing it for 30 years or 40 years and it's all they know. And they're afraid of the next step or make sure they get the, the full value of the business. So all of that goes into exit planning. Yeah, it's, I think it is a highly emotionally charged. Yeah, absolutely. Topic. Yeah. Of course, I think anything, because you're right, it's their baby. And so anything around their business is probably going to be emotionally yeah. charged. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. This is such great information. And, and I have to tell you, so one of the things that I really appreciate about it is that, that it, it really clearly – um, explains how a small business can use the services of, of a CFO and not have to have them there full time, but really get the value of having someone who has that experience, but, and that objective viewpoint, mm -hmm. you know, helping with some guidance. So the owner doesn't have to try and know everything but can be sure they're making decisions that are going to be good for the business. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Will you tell the listeners, uh, you know, how they can find you and, and what you've got going on, please? Sure. I'm on the web at brentmcclure.com. I'm also on most of the social media platforms at LBMCPA. And that should um, link the listeners up to me if they have any questions or comments or want to open a discussion, I'm happy to respond. That's terrific. I, I really, I appreciate this so much. Thank you so much for um, explaining all of this and taking this time uh, with me and with the listeners. Um, I also like to thank the listeners because they're who we're doing this for, as well as our sponsor. Please remember to visit um, our sponsor to get your free trial and a free audiobook, you actually want to go to audibletrial.com slash business growth uh, to sign up for that. As always, continue to prosper and be curious and uh, gather the resources that you need in your business so you continue you can continue to be successful. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, P -p -p Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat>
Bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analyst Sela Shifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics than hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.